and where they can actually improve. But in powerlifting, if you miss a squat, like you you find out why you missed that squat. This is a big deal. Like powerlifters do this shit because it's important to get them better. So many rugby players are guilty of constantly worrying if they can do more, constantly worrying if they could push themselves harder. And I think that's because they haven't got these objective markers or or, or an objective plan. Yes, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new Rubbing Muscle podcast. I'm joined once again with this beautiful face to my is it, well, it's to my right as I'm looking at the screen. I'm not really sure if it is to the right or to the left. That is that your right hand, Alex? Yes. How you doing? I'm good, mate. I'm good, thanks. So today we've decided that we're going to hop on this podcast and we're going to discuss um, lessons learned from powerlifting that or lessons that rugby players can learn from powerlifting uh, i decided this is a good topic to go over because i think it's like we get a lot of guys that come into the rugby muscle sphere uh from like doing powerlifting training in fact uh, shout out to a couple new clients i've got or new athletes that have joined the team that they, they actually came from the the juggernaut training system and it's it's one of the most common things that people do is that they'll search for the internet how to get stronger you know how to get stronger for rugby and that's where they come to us but they'll also just generally search right what do i need to do in the gym i know that i'm not just going to do whatever i find in men's fitness i know that i need to get in the gym and get stronger i need i know that i'm not going to be training like a bodybuilder what do i need to do um and so like what ends up happening is they end up searching for powerlifting and then they do a powerlifting program they get stronger but it's not really helping them like get better as a rugby player. So then they come to rugby muscle and then they like learn a bunch more things and actually they perform better than they've ever performed and all this stuff. But we actually want to take a step back and we want to say, okay, what does powerlifting do really well that we can learn from? So, um, Alex, you were a rugby player. You now are a powerlifter, right? Would you agree with that? Those two statements? Yep, at least pretending. So, yep. well, trying, you know. Yep. Yeah. Trying to do. Well, you tried, you tried to play rugby, and now you're trying to powerlift. Um, uh, shout out to. It's Fernando, by the way, is the, the guy that came in from Juggernaut. Shout out to Fernando. Um, but yeah, it's it's very common. We get guys that come in that, that they, okay. they, they all want to. Now. They've learned some good things from powerlifting. And what are those things that they can keep if they want to carry on training, but they want to apply them to rugby? Uh, have you got, what's your first thing that you think that we can learn as rugby players? Um, so there's a few things that powerlifters do. And it, I think it's because people who are drawn to powerlifting tend to be boring. And they all their type A and they're just like, they like order and they like getting things done. Yeah. So I think you'll find a power a much more consistent about the training. Okay. Like we, you know that you're not going to put ten kilo on your max in a week, you, but you might if you turn up every day for X amount of time, you are going to get stronger. I so in the consistency, and I love this. I love that you've opened it up by saying it's not. It might not even necessarily be powerlifting. It's the people that are drawn to powerlifting because of the fact that it's like. Here are the three things that you've got to improve. Here's how you can objectively keep improving, you know, for as long as you need to in the gym. 
to do a sport. It's probably most people that go to, you know, they go to a gym and then they, you know, they follow a standard workout split or whatever they fucking do. And then they're like, okay, what's mm-hmm. the point of this? I'm not motivated. So then they take up powerlifting to get them motivated because now they've got objective measures, which is, yeah, as you suggested, yeah. they're type A type person, right? Um, yeah, which is, which takes us to the next point. That kind of segues into the next thing that powerlifters do, and this is particularly powerlifters, less so weightlifters, um, is focus on weak points or understand the, the performance indicators and the secondary performance indicators and where they can actually improve. But in powerlifting, if you miss a squat, like you, you find out why you missed that squat. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's, let, let me unpack the first point because I don't want to, because I know we, this second point is a massive rabbit hole that I want to go down. Um, so mm-hmm. the first, so that first point of just being consistent, like that's fucking meat and potatoes of something that people need to understand, right? How many yeah. rugby players, right? Do you, like, oh, so, no. Let's go back to how many powerlifters do you coach or do you know, you know, firsthand that go to the gym and they'll train for a couple of weeks and then they'll stop training and then they'll train for another couple of weeks and then they maybe they'll train for a week. If they, and then, they, then all of a sudden they've got a competition coming up in three weeks, so then they decide to train for those three weeks. Um, you know. Not a single one. <laughs> like that's an work, right? No. Like, I, I wouldn't coach them like or even people that are pa- like that consider themselves a powerlifter like, that just doesn't happen because you have to yeah. be like you have to be consistent to get these objective markers going up. Rugby, you get this all the time, and not necessarily like actually in terms of like just in general like uh, showing up to training when they haven't got things on. Oh, I'm free this week. I'm, I can finally go to train on Tuesday and Thursday night. But also yeah, with their course. also massively with their strength and conditioning, like. You know, if you identify yourself as a rugby player, but you're not doing extra stuff in the gym to get better, that's fine. But like you don't, you, you know, it's just it's it's probably I uh, bring up identifying because powerlifters like that's something that they think I think powerlifters hold strong is that you know they they are powerlifters. They they'll bring their oh, whole fucking giant cricket bag. Yeah, it, it, it is. Real. They've gone too far on the end of the spectrum. But rugby players are like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I can't, I'm a rugby lad. Why yeah. is that? Oh, because I booze, you know? Uh, so, like, it, yeah. it is something that... You, you see a pound it's, it's fucked. But what's funny is, like, with rugby, you get weight less... It doesn't even have to be, like, lifting weights. It just has to be getting fit, like, being in shape. Because, like, for rugby, mm-hmm. it's a far... Even, like, low level, it's a far more physically demanding sport than what powerlifting is. For powerlifting, you've got a bench... You've got a squat, oh, you've got a deadlift. And obviously, to be the best powerlift in the world, those physical demands go up exponentially. But it same thing for rugby, right? If you're like yeah. we've 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 broken down that Eng- that the needs that an England rugby player would need, uh, you know, how much like high maintenance they are. That's much higher maintenance than the world class powerlifter. I think it's actually probably arguable, but at the lower level levels that we would deal with yeah. in rugby and powerlifting, uh Maybe not me powerlifting, but in general, like but no, you're lower dealing level with a higher level, level yeah. But lower level powerlifting, like that's the other yeah. thing is probably yeah. guys with powerlifting, they like if we're looking at powerlifters training, like lower level powerlifting sometimes doesn't really exist, like because of the elitist nature of it, because of the way the fact it's a strange competition, like like I'm not gonna, and I might do, but. It's like I wouldn't consider myself a powerlifter if I went. I showed up 
and I squatted 150 kilos less than some other guy in my weight class. You know what mm. I mean? Um, yeah. But sure. but but you could be 100 that that equivalent worse than the top regional players in your country, but still go play rugby. You know, so there is that yeah, to it. But I definitely think that, that, like, there is, there's also not that very, like, obviously the consistent nature of your training means that you become a good powerlifter anyway, you know, and that could also definitely apply to rugby. Like, I think rugby, we sort of hamstring ourselves to the level that we play at and sometimes don't think that we can play better or we blame our other teammates, you know, whatever. We don't look to consistently, like, we hit adult rugby and then we stop trying to get better or we're told this is how good we're supposed to be whereas powerlifting like you know if i put in this work i'm gonna get uh to this yeah. level and, and that reward yeah. yeah so i think get off your phone by the way what <laughs> throw that away <laughs> whatever that is there you go all right so um yeah that's why i fucking need a cleaner that's what that, that's what yeah. i did shit like that that's but that's my point. But that was the point I was trying to get to was like you like the the amount of rugby players that go oh okay yeah I need to get I need to get fit okay what are you gonna do oh, I don't know and, and this is probably more going to the second point right because it this is where we tie it in is like there's no you know that consistency just isn't there for for most rugby players that want to get fit and there's also reasons about like how high they set their expectations and how hard they push themselves. Um, We'll get into that. I think we'll get into that after, but for now let's approach that second point, right? So um, objective measures, was it? It was knowing where the weak points are and addressing weak points. So we would look at rugby and say, this is what you touched on in the Indian rugby video where you spoke about um, book. What's that winger's name? Johnny May. No, I've won. The, the, the fun one. Uh, Anthony Watson. Yep. Mate, Johnny May yeah. is fun. <sighs> Less exciting, though. <laughs> anyway, the point is, like, like, he was working, Anthony Watson was working on specific skills that he knew he needed to be to, to do, right? Yeah. Um, and you, you said, like, uh, average Saturday League rugby player probably isn't going away and work on a specific skill he needs to work on. Yeah, massively. Like they, they, are, they, are work, they are doing their Tuesday, Thursday work. They're probably asking the coach, like even the good ones, like I used to do this and think about it like now. I'm like, oh fuck, could have done better. Uh, but I used to ask the coach, like where, where do you, where do you need me to get better, right? Where, where, where do you need me to like, because if I was on the bench, you know, or if I, where do you need me to, and actually that's funny. I would only ask it if I was on the bench. If I was playing every week, I would never ask. <laughs> where do yeah, you want? Where, you already know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm already the best I can be. I'm being picked for the team, um, which is a shame. Anyway, he would ask. You know, I, I would ask. You know, what do you? Where do you think I should improve, um, or where do I need to improve to get picked? Blah blah blah. He'd give me a few errors. I, even then, like. Oh, you, you know, you don't, you know, you, you're not making enough tackles in the game or you're not getting over the ball enough in the game. I would never work on, you know, I would never take 10 minutes to work on that before practice or, yeah. or at the end of training or go out. I, I would, I would work on my strength and conditioning. I would get, I would try and get fitter because often, the, you know, the default answer, yeah, you got to get fitter, you got to get faster. So I'd work on fitness. I'd, I'd kind of work on speed. 
as part of that. But we never work on just my Jacqueline, you know, just breaking down that. Like, and now, if I was to go back and do that, like, Jesus Christ, I would go, i turn up 30 minutes early, and I would just do 15 minutes of tackling and then 15 minutes of, of, of getting over the ball. And it would just be with, a, with, with another flanker. And we would just... And, like, I've got a few guys that are back rows that ask me, you know, they're like, oh, have you got a session to plan? I'm like, basically, just do it. Just get reps in at a low level. And that is... Uh, I've seen a video of Brendan Venter, and he was saying the same thing, like... You you don't believe the am, the amount of like low level work you can do that will really will improve that skill. Like you see it with yeah. uh, it's something that like you said we, we said before in the, the England video as well. Like like how many how many reps technique work? And this is more Olympic lifting, but how much technique work do you do without that intensity? Right. So you haven't got you you know you're doing your squats. And you're just doing technique work, but you're not doing, you're not replicating what that squat would feel like in a competition. You're not doing your one rep max, but you're getting technique work in at a low level so that when it, when you do get to that max, you are, you're going to be better. And, and that's what you can do for rugby, right? You can do technique work so that when you do get into an intense nature in a game, you can get better. And it's like, it doesn't happen. Like people are told, hit that rock harder. Oh, we've got to win the rock harder. H- how do I do that, coach? You got to fucking man up. Like we never, we never practice. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Look, yeah. Um, yeah. So, walking any powerless from gym in the world, people are working on weak points. Yeah. Right. Um, and not just that, like people put in the prehab work. So, like you're saying, they're getting early. So, I'm going to share my screen as you can. Uh, Check this out. All right. So, this is just an example of one of my guys' um, programs. Uh, and he's not a powerlifter, but it's indicative of what a powerlifting session would look like. His first, like, what's this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven movements in a day of preparation work, right? Right. And, and this wouldn't so be like a, this wouldn't like this wouldn't be counted as a as a warm up. Like this is prep um, work. No. Like you would warm up and then you would do this stuff. Is more my point. Like a bit of both, but yeah, you get if, my point. If you need to. Yeah. Easy to get. And so, like, this is a big deal. Like powerlifters do this shit because it's important to get them better yeah it's like how often do we like you don't do this with rugby because guys go to no. their uh yeah they'll show up to training and then what will they do they'll do they'll play fucking terrible touch touch the kick water oh i i hate right how many how many props just rock up and then they just start, start fucking kicking the ball? Kick prop goals. <laughs> Why? Why are you doing that? Like, I get it. Like, you've got to have some fun, but try and find some fun in the... And this is probably, like, another thing that goes... Like, have fun in your accessories because that's, like, or in your, like, little work-on. So, like, that's something that powerlifting... Like, powerlifters in themselves actually probably could do quite a lot better. Like... Like shit power lifters, they go in, they do their bon- squat, their bench, their deadlift, and then they fuck off. Or they do like, you know what I mean? Like they, they don't do them efficiently oh, enough and they don't, don't worry about their accessory work and they don't get better. Or, or they get better, but nowhere near at the rate they could have, like, yeah, you know, from good power. For sure. No, that's enough accessory work and doing a bit of muscle, right? So that's a, the big things that powers are really good at is, is uh, breaking down what they need to do. Yeah. And what they've done and how to fix it. Like they're going to bridge in the gap. 
And I think it's a lot easier with powerlifting because you've got such a simple yeah, you've got three yeah. movements. That's it, which is already like mm -hmm. made it such a simpler sport than rugby. And those movements are really simple, so you can see where the the movement breaks down. Okay, yeah, I, and, I struggle. And I, I suck at locking out my deadlift. So there's a very easy mechanism by which you can learn. Whereas a rugby, like it takes like okay, I'm not getting around the field enough. I need to work on my aerobic condition, or you know, uh, I'm losing the ball in contact. I need to work on my core a little bit or my grip. You know. This this is a, another thing that uh, that powerlifters tend to be good at as well is being process driven. Yeah. So I know that. So I'm gonna I categorize my movements by competition exercises, special developmental or specific developmental, uh, specific preparation and general preparation. Right. Right. And that's just how I do it. It's a system I like and a system that works well for me and my lifters. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's a rugby system like that. But it could be that like you could, like, we could break down. If you gave me a list of things that happen in rugby, we could plug them into that, so the same ideas and make a system that would give you ways to improve those specific qualities. Yeah. I, I do that. It's a lot, again, it's not, it's just a lot more difficult to make it completely uh, like data driven versus, you know, uh, but there is but there is still there is still everything yeah. like what i do is still systemized right so we're looking at the different aspects of a performance yeah. and then we've got uh you know before even we're looking into position specific stuff because that takes up such a small part of the game it's not really necessary like that's something i've come away from yeah. quite recently and probably shout out to kia the rugby strength coach for showing me this but like it is going away from like a lot of that special strength stuff because it's just not as important because it's it's done already it's built into the game like how how much better is a line out yeah, perfect yeah. example right how much better how much more productive is a line out going to be if you have one jumper who's slightly better at jumping like he he can he improves his jump ability versus having um seven forwards all on the same or 20 forwards all on the same page doing a really well executed line out lift it's going to be the second one right so why are we at, um, we don't need to we can't yeah, micromanage say again the Brumbies most recent games the last like three games they've scored off the back of line outs just some really slick moves yeah I mean it's like but then you can look at um, teams I'm, I, I can't think of any off the top there's one team who was it there's a few teams where their line out just could I think it might have even been Leinster um against did they play to lose and they just could not win a line out right and that's not down to the jump like people and, like, it is, and you also see in a, co a commentator always will blame the hooker but it's down to that whole system um and then if you were to yeah. break and if you yeah you took that you take that powerlifting sort of objective look at it uh, systematized look at it you say right where's this where's the fault here and often what actually happens in, in rugby is there's like six different faults all happen at a different lineouts, right? So it's the whole system that's yep. broken. It's not going to be solved by a second row jumping higher. And in fact, that second row that spent his time jumping higher could actually spend so much time doing other things that are going to make him a better player. Um, yeah, so if I was to look at that, I would break it down from a, not just from a physical point of view, but from a skills point of view and a tactical point 100%. of view as well. 
I mean, that's 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 where you're going yeah. to get the most gains um, from your lineup. Yeah. Isn't isn't a physical point of view unless unless you can stick someone in um, a good couple gallons of Miracle Grow um, water that shit overnight and, and have someone get a couple inches taller. But I don't think that's happening anytime soon. That's what we want. It like. <laughs> I um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, share my. Oh, why are you sharing the screen again? All right, we'll figure it out. Go on. I, I got to show you something. It's, it's um, long-term planning. Okay. It's something that Powerless is doing, and Rugby just doesn't. Uh, yeah. Right. So, so let me share. Let me share this again, All and right. hopefully you're ready this time. Uh, for some reason it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, here we go. All right. So. I can't see what's going on here, so I'm just going to pretend this is working. So this is this is a, a long-term athletic development plan, right? And it's something we should have in rugby because we take athletes from a young age and, and uh, just keep them working until we drop down, right? Mm-hmm. But how how many players do you know who built themselves a plan like this where we look at performance goals? So Tenley's got two competitions this year, Worlds and Europeans, right? And British, actually. Have we, have um, we had this conversation before? I am getting massive... Massive deja vu, and I think I got deja vu last time we had this conversation, right? That I will, I will, I will, I will link below um, a playlist that is called something like "Build Your Own Rugby Program." Okay, and on that we talk long-term planning, and on that I actually go through what a macro cycle will look like for a rugby athlete. Um, so it's something that I, I know at least. Uh, 50-ish people do uh, because uh, they have them. Um, and then also those that have viewed it hopefully did them themselves. It's something that is, you're so right, is never done. And even that, like, because rugby is a lot more chaotic, it has to be a lot more fluid. Um, right? Well, this is what periodization is, right? Periodization isn't a plan. Periodization is a projection of what something could happen. So it's a prediction. Well, I was, yeah, well, I was going to say, yeah, it, it's a plan. It's not a script. Oh, I like that. So the, what I said was taken directly from John Keeley. Um, we'll take I that one directly you. from TJ Jankowski, mate. That was, yeah, man, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to... It is, like, gonna, like it's a plan, but nothing goes to fucking plan. Yeah, like, we know I'm going um, to give uh, John a message and tell him that. Tell him, uh, send him a picture of my face and say, listen... This guy's got something better. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. You used to be an Island boxer. No. Do you John Keely? Nope. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, John yeah, Keely. Yeah. Yeah. But so the yeah. point is, um, I think if anything, it's it's way more needed in rugby. I think it's, it's needed yeah. for two different reasons. So for powerlifting, it's needed because you've got this real single, uh, like, Objective-based sport, very, very, very basic, and you, like it just gets monotonous. Number one, it gets yeah. monotonous, and there's also because you just do this one thing, there are so many other things that you miss out on that could actually go back and influence that one thing to make it better, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, an easy basic example would be if you're just continually maxing, you're going to keep getting stronger. It's gonna be, but it's gonna really slow down to and grind to a halt. Not even grind to a halt. It would just slow down. 
theoretically, right? If you just never stop working straight. But if you took a step back, you made the muscle size bigger, all of a sudden you've got more scope to, you know, to become a better uh, or a stronger athlete. So then you would go back to your strength and then you would get, you know, that bigger muscle would hopefully then produce a stronger uh, lift. And, 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 and that's like really basic because you could also look at, okay, if it's my lockout or it's whatever, you would look at specific musculature parts as well. With rugby, you've got the opposite problem where you've got so many things that you want to take care of that you're going to be missing out on some of them, at least missing out on making them better. You can you can train them enough, like training to maintain is easy enough, but you've got so many different things that you want that you can excel at that will make you stand out or or at least hang as a rugby player that you could be missing mm-hmm. out on. And yep. And, and also the the weaker you are at each element, the easier that element is to bring up, right? So if you're already mm-hmm. um like the England Leo, we reviewed the England boys video. We, you could talk about like Johnny May, the amount of work that Johnny May has to do to get faster is like a lot, right? But, yeah. Versus the amount of work that he would have to put in to get better at I don't know, to, to get stronger, right? Or to get uh, maybe a stronger fend or a stronger, just get generally more muscular would be a lot less. Now, would that give him the same dividends? That's the data you've got to look at. That's where you've got to take a step back and figure out your weaknesses. But there's so many, so much different scope that would make it easier. You know, I find it all the time with guys that come in, particularly guys that come in from a powerlifting realm, right? They're already squat 200 kilos. Okay, you, you're playing at level six as a back you don't need to be any stronger than this to be a better rugby player. So we can just maintain that strength. Yes, we can utilize that and, and make it, you know, even greater strength and make it something that you could stand out by. But if we just develop that into some extra speed, you'd be significantly better as a rugby player versus all the time yeah. it would take in to get stronger. Um, so, so you've got all these different areas as a player Year round, you you have to consider different spending different times in these different realms, um, for sure. Hi guys, I just wanted to jump in here to tell you that if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to become a better athlete, then you can go ahead and visit rugby-muscle.com and pick up any of our free goodies. That is uh, the 50 free rugby conditioning sessions, the physique nutrition crash course video series, the supplement guide, and newly added is a macro calculator. Yes, that's right, a macro calculator where you will be able to work out your protein, carbs, fat, and calories that you should be eating on a daily basis to give you a guide as to where to start your diet from. This will help in conjunction with your 50 free conditioning sessions to build you out a decent little plan that will enable you to take control of your training and use effective training and nutrition to become a better athlete. All that stuff and more can be found at rugby-muscle.com or rugby-muscle.com forward slash macros for the macro breakdown. Uh, and that's definitely something that, again, it's a type of athlete that is encouraged to uh, become a powerlifter because they're type A, they're drawn to it. It's like very, like, you're data-driven versus... And that's something that I've had to deal with here is like, um, with my own with my own training here recently, is I only get my sessions a few days in advance and, and we're, we're following a very, like, there's a structure... I know, yeah. yeah. New York me hates it, but like it's perfect because it's actually countering my own sort of neuroses within my own training. So it's freeing up so much more mental energy to 
put in elsewhere. But for like no, rub- like for rugby players, like we we should have some sort of idea of what we want to do. It, it's it's it blows my mind even like from coaching from 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 board coaches at that lower level. Like how often do do they beast you on a Tuesday for no other reason than you lost on a Saturday? Like that's it, yeah. you know. Mental exercise is punishment. It's fucking insane. That's a that's a complete different uh, topic oh, for another it, conversation. It's one of the things I, I really hate it. Yeah, it's fucking me too. It's so, yeah, but like so, like in general, periodization, peri- periodizing your work is like it's something. Like, yeah, but it's back. also if we dial back, it's also only something that you can do if you have got the other things in place. So if you're not training consistently, yeah. right? Like, what are you periodizing for? Like, you don't need to. Like, And if you don't yeah. know what your weaknesses are and if you don't know what your current layout is, very difficult again. So, so it would be... But I think also you, you could say that, but also these three things feed into each other. If you've got a year-round plan, you're able to then get a better idea not you know of what you your weaknesses are of your strengths of what you can bring up of what helps make you a better player right if you never do any aerobic work you'll have no idea of how much aerobic work could benefit you as a game if you have or as a player if you ha- if you don't do any speed work you don't know like how much more gains you ha- could have to be made there like how much faster that and how much better a player that could make you you could do a bunch of speed work and realize oh i never really get the room to do the speed work in a game it's not really going to pay dividends or uh i'm already tapped out on my potential maybe i need to get stronger before i get faster etc but if you don't do any of that then you're never going to know so yeah. and also with that in mind I think having that long-term plan helps you stay consistent because you've got this predictable outcome that you know you're going to reach. So you know at the end of the year, like if you're working on all these different things, like fuck, you know you're going to be a better rugby player. So yeah. there's no like, um, there's no question in it. There's no lack of motivation there. Whereas, and this is going back to like bringing us full circle to that point I was kind of sort of touching on earlier is like, the lack of consistency a lot of the time from rugby players comes from they think that they, all they've got to do is beast themselves. They're like, okay, I'm not fit. What have I got to do? Okay, I'm going to run the Bronco five times every day or every week. You know, you just get you just get knackered. You just get hurt or you just get like uh, completely burned out and then you quit and then you stop doing it. So then you just go in that same vicious circle because you think that's what you've got to do to improve. Whereas if you actually go back and you 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 look at the areas that you require really like a small amount of um, effort, you know, it still requires effort, but comparatively to getting yourself mentally to doing all those different Broncos or, or, or whatever Savage Fitness session you saw on social media versus, okay, I'm just going to go out and do a 5K uh, of solid aerobic work. Like a steady 5K, not even like a fucking fast one. No, like God, no. One. Yeah, the, the, the amount of times I've got to tell my guys, like, no, 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 you've ran too fast there. Like, bring bring that heart rate down. Oh. Tempo one. How easy is fucking tempo one? Yeah, like just fucking no try as hard. Yeah, be, be better at being good. You know, just don't try. And I guess that's something that like powerlifters do really well is they're fucking lazy, man. Like they power some powerlifters can be yeah. real fucking like they're they're not worried about it though. They're yeah. not scared about pushing them. Like 
they're scared about pushing themselves too hard and getting themselves injured or overtrained. Uh, you know, when all they're doing is fucking standing under a bar and lifting it up and down a bit. Whereas rugby players have got all this stuff going on and then they make themselves do so much like in their, uh, they set their expectations up so high that they just fall all the way down. Uh, Because again, they just do the sessions of like, that are completely unnecessary. Like you wouldn't do, it's like going into powerlifting and then going straight into small of or like small of on steroids or whatever. The, the I, I, I'm new small of. a new huh? onboard guy. I had a new guy on board today from India. The guy was fucking jacked, like incredibly jacked. He looked like a bodybuilder, uh-huh. um, natural as well. And what he did, he ran German volume every single day of the week. Whoa. Uh, yeah. But and I was like, fucking insane. Like the guy looked incredible. But he said he had no energy before the session or after the session. He couldn't do anything else. And I was like, well, fuck, like, he works with finance. I mean, like, how is he going to pay me? <laughs> but like, I was like, like, clearly this is not working for your life. You can't just, like, you can't do like, 100 reps of everything every day. Yeah. It's, it's not. And that's like, yeah, so. but, like, I, I'm thinking about that now. Like, I, um, like, if I look at some of the fitness work, I, I, I did in my early days of trying to get fitter like out there was a time when I had um when I was on a on a gap year where I took the gap year to like try and make a stab at going professional and injured myself and end up coaching most of that time but a lot of the time was free um like that was the only time I could train really hard it was a lot of it was misdirect like a lot of misdirection with it um, aimed at the wrong areas but that was the only time I could train hard and stay consistent with it ever since then when I've had to work like even if it's part time or whatever like I've had to do other things in my life I have not been able to ever stay more consistent for more than two weeks of any of these extreme like really pushing myself because it just drags all the mental energy from everything else out of my life um, whereas like if I was to do just conditioning stuff like real basic condition stuff, have structure. I think that's the other thing that structure gives you is that it, it tells you like having that periodized structure, like it tells you what you're doing is enough. Cause I think so many rugby players are guilty of constantly worrying if they can do more, constantly worrying if they could push themselves harder. And I think that's because they haven't got these objective markers or, or, or an objective plan where they're saying, okay, these are the things I'm going to work on. And then you're like, oh no, but I haven't worked on speed. What about speed? Oh, what about uh, you know uh, handoffs? What about uh, this muscle? What about this? And it, and it adds up, right? You can't do all of that in a week, but you can do all of that in a year if you plan it. And you can you can then you're not worrying about your you know oh my strength's dropping a little bit. Okay, maybe it is, or maybe it's just not because you're you know maybe your actual strength in the game is still there. It's just not able to manifest itself in a squat because you've got other concerns. And so then when you go back to your strength block, because you know that's coming in a few months, you're going to be able to push that and, and be fine. You know? Yeah, I think, it seems super reasonable. Like, and, 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 and that's the other thing that powerlifters uh, do quite well, is if they're in a block that's not um, you know, a peaking block, they're okay with not being... Uh, you know, competition ready. Yeah, there's there's permission. You get permission to not kill yourself. And I think even with Westside or or with other periodization uh, powerlifting specialities, like that's another thing they do quite well is they don't they they might especially when they're doing hypertrophy blocks, 
it's also because the lifts are kind of technical and it, they're not the greatest for hypertrophy anyway. But if they're doing power, if they're doing hypertrophy blocks or if they're doing blocks that aren't specific to gaining strength in those movements, right. yeah. they stay away from those movements because it would it would actually bum yeah. them out a little bit to say, oh, I can't do that, you know? Yeah, for sure. It feels fucking shit to go into the gym and be like 50 kilo off your max. So to go back to the 5K example, right? We wouldn't say an easy 5K. I would say an easy 40-minute run. Try to get around yeah. 5K, right? Yeah. And they're like, no, but I can run 5K in 25. Yeah, but we're not we're not testing you right now, you know? Yeah, don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, stop. Just do it twice hard, man. The, the one thing I say to my, my groups I coach is, like, stop trying so hard. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I always say, or two things I say is, number one is trust the process because, like, that again, it comes from not having a periodized approach. It's like wanting to get the most out of every single session. Whereas yeah. a session isn't like, it just has to be good enough to, you know, you don't need the strongest brick ever to build a house. It's fucking turn up. Yeah. yeah. And that's the other thing I say is just tick the box, right? Like yeah. some weeks are going to be good. Some weeks like, and you're going to feel great and you can, you can push, but it's going to feel easy to do it. You don't have to push yourself. And then there are other Mate, weeks where uh, you have to push yourself just to show up and then just showing up and you're doing the minimum amount of work and you get it done. I coach some of the best lifters in the world, right? And I still say that same shit step, like just turn up, just fucking take the box, get in. And these but, are people who are top 10 in the world, right? But that's how they get top in the world is because yeah, that's, that's that, that consistency. Like, like, Kitty's that, a good example. Uh, like Kitty will miss a training session. Even if she goes in and she's 20 kilo off her numbers. Like she doesn't miss sessions. Yeah, but then she also doesn't spend three hours in that gym, I would assume, right? Um, she does. No, no, but I'm saying three hours extra in the gym when she's 20 kilos off her numbers, trying to get those numbers up, like because that's not um, how it works, right? You take what you nah, can get she that day. Like two years ago. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, but yeah, so like that, even that, just fucking be consistent. Turn up, tick a box, go back tomorrow, do it better. And that's that's definitely what uh, rugby players can learn from. Bat- like, and that's why, you know, I think that what we're doing here with rugby muscle is, is quite good because it gives that, um, like, sort of systematized, thoughtful process to your rugby strength and conditioning. And at the end of the day, like, you can apply this to your skills as well, and it, you can also try and apply this oh, to your tactics. Like, watch the game, get in that information, understand where you can get better. Um, and it's again, it's the, the easiest thing in rugby is to blame others because you're, you're on a field with 14 other guys that are trying to help you in achieving your goal, right? Um, it's very easy to say, oh, yeah, we lost, and then shirk responsibility. You can't do that on a powerlifting platform. Like, if you miss a squat, who's, who's, who's missed that squat? <laughs> yeah. And it's also like the other thing is with rugby, like, you, especially at the lower level, most games that you lose is not. A case because you weren't up for the game or you didn't have the perfect pre-match meal or whatever. Most games that you lose, like you could have won if you would have prepared better three months ago, right? If your preparation had been spot on from then and been consistent. Yeah. As a team, but also as an individual. Whereas on powerlifting, you know that firsthand. You're like, okay, it's yeah, it's it's not really often that your peaking wasn't perfect. It's more often that you're just not strong enough. You know, like Whereas rugby, yeah. it's like you, you can blame those things in the short term. Oh, the ref. How easy is it to fucking blame the ref? But reality is, if if oh. uh, if a local village team 
played the All Blacks. You could have the most biased ref ever. That local village team are never winning that game because they're not better. Yeah. And so we've got to, yeah. you know, yeah. So the ref, mental toughness, all that doesn't come into it. It comes into being better Fucking by planning mental. in the long term. That's another, that, that, leave that for another episode, mate. I think we'll call it there. Um, unless you've got any other points that, yeah. you, wanted, that you really wanted to sort of uh, to nail about this. Uh, no, nothing I, really need, nothing I really need to go into. All right, so summary thoughts, mate. Um, have a plan. Yep, that's it. Have a plan. Yeah, that, that does go into everything, right? Have a plan, and because of that plan, you recognize your weaknesses. Because, you, because you've got that plan, you're, in, you're allowed to stay consistent and just tick that box. Like, And even if you miss a session... That plan's still there. Like, you still consistently, yeah. like, yeah. that's okay. still there. That's like, the- how many sessions? Like, you do almost 300 sessions a year. Yeah. Right? That's like 0.33% if you miss. It's fucking nothing. Yeah, it's something I, I, I emphasize a lot as well. Like, don't, and, and then that also goes to the same as not putting everything into every single session, right? It's it's how much better do you get mm. because, of you, because you've done 300 sessions or even... 150 sessions, like you train, you know, 150 sessions is three times a week-ish, like less than that, right? 150 mm-hmm. sessions out a year. How much better are those 150 sessions going to make you? Because you've done 150 of them, not because that one was perfect or not because that other one was perfect, yeah. because they've been 150 that are thoughtful, um, you know, and objective than you're seeing yourself get better. So I will put in below it how to... Right? Yeah. It doesn't mean you shouldn't try it. No, no. It just means you you, you still need to tick the box, but that's all you need to do. You don't need to make the fucking best tick ever, but you still got to tick it. Um, So yeah, Yeah. I'll put in the description below uh, the playlist. It's uh, how to. um, I think it's how to program or how to build your program for rugby, something like that. Um, I'll also put in the the description below um, team rugby muscle, so that you might not even know. You don't might even have to worry about how to program for rugby. You will get a program delivered to you every month um, following our year-round program, but you can also adjust it to your weaknesses, uh, which we will go through with a whole goal-setting process, a whole um, game analysis process or, or personal analysis process so that you can uh, you know, understand what you're trying to achieve and how we're achieving it through Team Rubber Muscle. That will also be in the link below. Um, if you want to be a powerlifter, I guess you can contact Alex as well. I'm going to put his stuff in the link in the in the comments below or no comments in the description below um use a kabuki strength link all right yeah i will don't worry about it mate um but yeah i hope you guys have learned a lot from this one if you did if you're watching on youtube give it a thumbs up comment below and let us know um any of your thoughts or experiences with this um what you'd like us to discuss in the other future podcasts and if you listen on the podcast five star reviews they are massive and once again the like button on youtube hit that like button press it Please press it. Why haven't you pressed it yet? Press it now. All right, I'll see you guys in the next one. All right, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode of the Robbie Muscle Podcast, then I've got a quick little request and a potential prize giveaway for you if you do said request. All I want you to do is go to Apple Podcasts and type up a five-star review. Just your general opinions of the podcast would be great feedback, but also helps us reach higher rankings, get more exposure, allow me to attract more guests and devote more time to developing a better all-around podcast experience for you. 
All you have to do once again is go and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast service you use. Let me know that you've got it. And then every single week, I'll be selecting one review to give away a free prize. That free prize will be either one free month of Team Rugby Muscle. That's our world-class strength condition program app delivered directly to your phone. Or if that doesn't interest you, then we've got one free consultation where I'll, I'll go over your training program, your nutrition, and advise you how to best plan for your goals. Even if none of those things interest you, it's still doing me a solid and helping the podcast grow by going and giving us a five-star review. There's no real excuse. It takes like one minute and that helps the show out exponentially. So I'd really appreciate if you could do that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you in the next one.